0: Well good morning and welcome and it's really so good to be with you and uh, as we joined together uh, on Sunday morning together it's, and if you're visiting us for the very first time it's just great. It's a pleasure to welcome you and it's a pleasure to be with you. We're continuing our series Love Revolution which we've been looking at on and off over the last few weeks and uh, we started looking at the idea of loving God with all our heart and all our mind and all our soul And then Jesus saying, and also love your neighbour as yourself. And uh, Andrew looked at that a number of weeks ago, we moved from loving loving God then looking at the idea of loving others. And so this morning we're going to look at love your world as we continue. I'm going to read um, from Luke's Gospel and it's chapter 10 verses 25 to 37 and it links in this understanding that Jesus shares about loving God and loving others. Uh, on one occasion an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied, Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? And this is the story that we're going to concentrate on this morning. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him as if for dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, some time later, a Levite, when he came to the place where he saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and then he put the man on his own donkey brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. And he said, look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense that you have. Which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Jesus often used stories to uh, explain life situation and the heart of God, and this is one very story. Uh, it might be well known to some as a parable of the good Samaritan, a Samaritan who did good. A parable is a story, an allegory for life. And so we read in, this, in the story, the account that we, we've just heard, that uh, there was a road, a man took a road, Uh, down to Jericho and this road was was really a road for robbers Uh, at that time and in those days it was quite dangerous to travel particularly if you traveled on your own and at that length I think Bible scholars say it may be up to 17 miles long and um, so I the people listening to this story probably wouldn't have been surprised that this man was attacked by robbers along the way and uh, in the story there are three people uh, three people who, who come by the man who is attacked, rather. And uh, the first who comes along is a priest. And uh, you can imagine that the people in the story are gonna be thinking, well, the priest, he's gotta be a good man, he's gonna do something good. And uh, it, the priest uh, w- went, went by. He, he, in actual fact, he, he went out of his way to walk by the man that he saw lying on the road. A little later on, um, a a Levite comes along. Well, the priest was of the priestly class. He would have been in charge of worship and carrying out sacrifice. And the the Levite would have been uh, of a priestly class, but they would have carried out the work of the temple. So what we have here is a story about a priest or a pastor or a vicar, you might say. Uh, uh, the Levite would be, say, something like the deacons or the elders of the organisation in, in our understanding maybe of today. And so the Levite comes along and you think, well, surely this, this, this person is going to do some good. They're, they're, they've got a good religious background, but they do exactly the same thing as the priest. They walk by, probably in fear for maybe their own life. I don't know. But uh, they're not touched by the situation. And then the third person comes along. Now, by this time, people might be thinking, this is a, a bash the priestly class time. The, you dealt with the priest, maybe the, what we call the, maybe the, the vicar, uh, dealt with the Levite, um, the, you know, the elder or the deacon, maybe now it's going to be the church member, you know, a good Jew, but not at all, not at all. That wasn't the point that Jesus wanted to make, You're making a far greater point. He says a Samaritan comes by, the people would have been aghast because a Samaritan, and the Samaritan then comes by, uh, stops, goes to the man, and then the story says that he begins to help him, tends his wounds, puts him on his own donkey, takes him to a place to recover, pays for that recovery. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. Incredible that this was a Samaritan. Samaritans were, to the Jews, Samaritans, there was a lot of prejudice between Jews and Samaritans and Samaritans and Jews. Um, The idea that the Samaritans were Jewish people that came back from the exile and intermarried with people in the north of Israel. the north of Israel there was a kingdom and the northern kingdom, the capital was a place called Samaria, and there were Jews who um, intermarried with people, pagans in the area. And so to the Jewish nation, northern Jews who married into the area, they called them Samaritans. Because of the capital Samaria at that time, they would consider them to be non Jews, to be dangerous, to be pagan, to be tainted, to not be true worshippers, to be irreligious, to, you know, people outside the kingdom. Uh, there was a huge amount of prejudice between both sides and both parties. And it's a Samaritan that actually breaks all prejudice and shows incredible love and breaking all barriers, reaches out to this Jewish man who was left dead in the road. It's an amazing story and Jesus is making a claim here that true love has no prejudice, sees no barriers, no boundaries, will actually reach out to all and everyone and anyone that we come into contact with. And this is the point that Jesus is making. He makes it in a very stark way. There are a couple of points to ponder, three points to ponder, moving on quickly. And uh, from this story, and the number one is this love requires attention. Love requires attention. Uh, you see, the, the, the Samaritan was aware, he had an awareness, he attended, he saw this man and went up to him and tended his wounds and loved him and looked out for him. The, 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 the priest walked by, the Levite walked by, they, they were not touched. By, the, uh, by this man at all. They, they, they saw him and walked by, whereas this man, the Samaritan, attended. He saw, looked, and was aware. And uh, true love, the love of God, causes us to have an attention, to be aware, and to pay attention, and to be aware to those around us. It's interesting that uh, Jesus says, love God, and then love your neighbour as yourself. And if we're to truly love those around us, Irrespective, and to break barriers of prejudice, and to love those who could maybe be unlovely, to love those who might wind us up, then we've first got to be able to love God, be in love with God, and feel the love of God. Uh, it's a; otherwise, it becomes a task and a challenge. that's something you just can't do because the love we're speaking of is a supernatural agape, the un, the 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 uh, a pure love of God, and so it's it's linked to this story of. The, of loving God with all your heart, mind and soul and loving your neighbour as yourself then Jesus telling the story of the neighbour. And so uh, being, being aware of God's love makes us aware of those around us. This is what I'm saying. We need to attend, I need to attend as a Christian, as a believer, attend to my loving God and my love for God so that I can be aware and attend to loving those around me. Otherwise, if I'm not in touch with God, I can become a Christian but still not be in touch day to day with God or go months or weeks by where I start to slide in my faith, I can become less aware of what's going on around me and just get on and go through life. Uh, Chris Bowater, one uh, with, with one of his children, many many years ago. Song, uh, uh, s- a singer and songwriter, Chris Bowater, talks of a story where he's with one of his children, and uh, the child says, "Daddy," uh, they had their little. I think it was his little girl had her head on his on his heart, uh, r- r- leaning on his chest. Said, "Daddy, I can hear your heart beating. Why?" And he says, "Because you're as close to me now as you possibly can be." And uh, be, being, be, being close to God, being close to the Father, this is what Jesus is saying about loving God with all our heart, and then allows us to love our neighbour. But we can't be aware of our neighbour to we have the heartbeat and, and get close to the Father. And this awareness comes of, of others. And he's basically saying the Samaritan, who should have been outside of of the the kingdom wasn't outside of the kingdom because he truly did love god and loved people around him and he's proving this point um so love requires attention we attend to our relationship with god uh, day by day uh, so that we then able to naturally attend to those and be touched by those around us the second thing that we've learned from this story um is that uh, love requires affection Love requires affection. In other words, to feel what God feels. Attention is to see what God sees, to be aware. Uh, affection, to feel what God feels, to be awake, to be awake, have our hearts awakened, to feel the heartbeat of God. Uh, and I told, you know, the story of Crispo Water with his with his uh, a daughter, to feel God's heartbeat, to have our hearts awakened. An awakened heart means that I live awake to the needs of others. Of course, human beings, there's a lot of love in our world. There's a lot of hate, but there's also a lot of love. But we're not talking about just uh, friendship love. Uh, just a, we're talking about the agape, the supernatural love of God. And our hearts have to be awakened to that. It's, Jesus says you need to be born again, born from above, born by the Spirit born into the pure agape love of God. And so this is what we, we, we are moved, our hearts need to be moved and moved first by God so that we can then reach out to those around us. Uh, awakened heart means that I can live awake to the needs of others. And the Samaritan didn't just look, he then went across, his heart was moved. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. The only force, it's not by force, it's by love, but the pure agape love of God. It's the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. The Samaritan should have been an enemy of the Jew, and the Jew an enemy of the Samaritan. Uh, And yet, moved with the heart of God, becomes a friend. It's incredible, it's supernatural, and our hearts need to be awakened. And thirdly, uh, uh, finally, love requires action. Love requires uh, attention, us to attend to our relationship with God, to be uh, aware. Uh, love requires affection, to become awake. Hearts awakened. we can just get on with our lives, because lives are so busy today, and, uh, and we can become calloused almost, we don't realise. And, uh, and thirdly, love requires action, an action. You know, act as God acts. To feel what, see what God sees, to feel what God feels, but then also to act as God acts. In other words, we're talking about to be the revolution. This, this Samaritan, it, it was revolutionary what he did. And it would have caused an absolute stir. It was like, wow! And purely by just reaching out. But it costs. And so he was gracious and generous. Gracious because he reached out to someone that would have probably hated him. If that Jew had been standing up, they wouldn't have gone towards each other, they would have hated each other, and yet he reached out to someone in their need. He acted, he was moved to act, uh, and it cost him because he, 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 he bathed the man, but he could have just left him, bathed him, and walked on, He then put him on his donkey, so then he would have walked the 17 miles, or whatever it was, and then paid a, several denarii. Several denarii would have been a number of months, or a number of weeks, convalescence money at the inn, and so there was a sense of tremendous generosity and graciousness all moved by a heart of God, all moved by the very supernatural agape love of God. Mother Teresa said this, a lady of love and a love for her world uh, in the streets of Calcutta, loved the poor, loved the destitute, loved the dying And she said this, intense love does not measure, it just, it gives. It just gives, rather. Intense love does not measure, it just gives. And that's exactly what the Samaritan did. But the intense agape of God, the love of God, gives. It doesn't measure. He gives abundantly and graciously. Uh, And it's a challenging thing for you and I, because this isn't just a, a human love. You know, Jesus said, love your enemies bless those that curse you, go the extra mile. If that was something I have to do, it would become a, a noose around my neck. I just think, I can't do this. But in the agape, if I experience the love of God and I attend to that love of God, I can then begin to be free to be released in that love of God. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Love God, love your world. Love all those around you And so the question here as we conclude, as we finish right up at this moment, the question is not who is my neighbour, but are you and I being neighbourly to everyone we come into contact with? It's an opportunity to be a neighbour, to be the neighbour, as Jesus shows in this story, with everyone that we come into contact with. And so uh, let's cause a love revolution as we love God and love all of those around us in his power and in the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you be encouraged, that you be uh, lifted and that you you too can know the amazing agape love of God in your heart and life and then be able to give that away through the help and power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.